Let's talk about a struggle many of us know all too well, losing weight. Remember those days when everyone was on a juice cleanse or just basically hangry all the time? That was no fun for anyone. Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to shed those pounds. Today, I want to introduce you to Row Body. It's not your typical weight loss program. Instead of all the gimmicks, they offer access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. But here's the real deal. They pair these shots with simple lifestyle changes, helping you lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Plus, over 200,000 people have already seen results with Robody. So what sets Robody apart? The support. They handle all the insurance stuff for you and give you access to a provider whenever you need them. And the best part, you can sign up online from home, no doctor's appointments and no waiting rooms. Say goodbye to those days of hangry juice cleanses. With Robody, losing weight is straightforward and sustainable. Take that first step today and say hello to a healthier, happier you. Kickstart your weight loss journey the right way and head to ro.co slash I do. That's ro.co slash I-D-O. Sign up today for just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Remember, medication costs are separate. That's row.co slash I do. Hey, Love Tribe. Today's episode is brought to you by one of my personal favorites, Cozy Earth. They've got something special for all the mothers out there. So anyone who wants to shower the special woman in their lives with love and the comfort they deserve, listen up. Hands down, Cozy Earth has the best sheets, bedding, pajama sets, and more. So today, I'm excited to share that Relationship Advice listeners get an exclusive 35% off discount. Simply go to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code I do at checkout. The first time I tried their bamboo sheets, I was blown away. The comfort level is insane. I just love slipping into their seriously soft and cool sheets after a long day. And for a mom who knows that the struggle of sleep deprivation is real. Cozy Earth's temperature regulating technology has been a lifesaver. No more waking up sweating or freezing. But what really sold me is the quality of the bamboo sheets. They are by far the most comfortable sheets I have ever slept in. They are made to last years, which they have. I think at this point, I have about six sets of them. And they have a 100-night sleep free trial and a 10-year warranty. So you know you're getting something that is going to stick around. So if you're ready to prioritize your sleep health and treat yourself or the mom in your life to the luxury she deserves, head on over to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code I do for an exclusive 35% off because every mom deserves a good night's sleep. And with Cozy Earth, you can finally get the rest you need. What's going on, guys? Happy New Year. I hope you are fully recovered, not 
still feeling hung over two days, was it two days after? Yeah, two days after. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're actually pre-recording this episode and I don't know if you can tell we're still kind of under the weather from last week. We're still kind of nasally, but luckily uh, this episode, we don't sound that way because we pre-recorded it. So Yes. <laughs> yeah. It wouldn't have been much fun to listen to me talk over the last two weeks, but still, still... Uh, feeling okay and getting over it. And at least we are not freezing uh, like it looks like a lot of the U.S. is. I, I was getting a haircut down here. We're, we're down here in Costa Rica, for those of you who don't know, haven't listened to past episodes. but um, And uh, they had this footage of like Chicago and it looked absolutely insanely cold. <laughs> and so I know there's a big cold snap, but it is... Pretty consistently in the 80s here in Costa Rica. Hot and, and sunny and yeah, warm. So beautiful. <laughs> so if you are looking to get away from that cold or wherever you're at, uh, want to mention our Costa Rica couples retreat that we have uh, coming up in March. Yep, in- March 3rd through the 10th. Yeah, yeah, and we got a we have a few spots still available and got to sign up before February 1st. So, if you need a little extra motivation, I don't know what more motivation <laughs> there is than uh being able to go outside in a bathing suit every day. Yeah, and not have to get all geared up in the snowshoes and pants. I wouldn't even know that because I've never lived in cold weather in my life. And you're allergic to cold. <laughs> I am allergic to cold. <laughs> I think you're allergic to cold. But but yeah, the Costa Rica Couples Retreat, we've talked about it a little bit, but it's going to be a lot of fun. Basically, we will be doing a lot of new and fun things uh, together as a couple. Sarah and I will be doing it. And then you guys uh, right alongside us. Yeah, I mentioned last week that a lot of the activities that we're doing, Chase and I actually haven't even done yet here in Costa Rica. So we're super excited to be able to do it along with you guys. And some of those activities are, uh, we have a canopy tour, an ATV jungle tour, what are those, a quad four-wheeler drive, or four-wheelers, right? Four-wheeler, yeah, yeah. Got it. <laughs> uh, snorkeling, couples massage, yoga, amazing food and drink. We're going to have a bunch of date nights, uh, horseback riding. There's so much to do here. And yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. And, and like we talk about so much is doing those new things, sharing them together is a great way to just keep the relationship new and exciting and, and fun. And, and Sarah and I, and we all could do that a little bit more. So we are looking forward to it as well. And especially going into the new year, it, it might be a, a great way to kind of re-spark and rekindle your relationship. And I know it's going to help us and I know it will help you guys as well. Yeah, it's not a substitute for doing the the real work of communicating better and all that, but it is just one of those ingredients that uh, can really keep things fun and exciting. So if you want to find out more, we have all the information on the website at idopodcast.com. You can scroll up to retreats at the top and it'll be right there, Costa Rica Couples Retreat. So check that out. And if you have any questions or anything, just send them our way and, and we're happy to answer any of those. 
On today's show, we welcome Dr. Logan Levkov, and Dr. Logan is a nationally recognized expert on sexuality, sexual health, relationships, intimacy, parenting, and sexual politics. She is also a TV personality and best-selling author of three books. And on the show today, we zero in and talk about how to deal with intimacy issues when you are dealing with a chronic illness, but with the with the idea that we all might not have a chronic illness per se, but we all have something. And that's what I sort of wanted to stress uh, when we were talking about this is that it's not, certainly if you have uh, rheumatoid arthritis, there are some issues with intimacy that are, are very real and and going to be hard to deal with, but we all have something. It might not be as drastic and as difficult as that, but maybe you're depressed or maybe you're not depressed, but you're just having a bad day. And dealing with these things around intimacy or just in a relationship in general all really require a lot of the same tools. And that's what we really dig into with Logan on the show. And like we talk about so much, guess what? communication is a huge part of it. Communication. Yeah, it's so important to communicate your feelings uh, around intimacy or any challenges you may have because really at the end of the day, if you're not communicating with your partner, then it's going to cause conflict and you are going to fight and disagree or argue about things that could be resolved if you just communicate about it. And... Um, Another thing that she talked about is that a lot of the times when you have a condition or even if you don't have a condition, but maybe you're not communicating about your feelings is that a lot of the times your self-esteem can be lowered, which can make it even harder to communicate. So opening up and being vulnerable is hard. But if you communicate about that and about your feelings, it will strengthen the relationship. Yeah. And Dr. Logan gives us some very specific things and exercises to go through, some things to think about and how to navigate this. And I think you should listen to the show for all of the great tips and everything. But if you want to hear one of Sarah's uh, biggest episodes of, uh, what, what would you call it? Like laughing. I don't know. She was cracking up pretty good. It probably won't sound as, as funny as it looked, but she was trying to hold it in and, you know. Well, I was trying to hold it in because you were continuing your conversation as if it, what you just said made absolute sense. And yeah, like I, often I, I couldn't do. hold it in after a while. Yeah, like I often do. I, I was rambling and I was rambling about how sex is portrayed in, in shows. And you'll just have to listen to the show to, to see. Uh, it's a good one. <laughs> my my tangent. But anyway, or hear my tangent. Uh, anyways, lots of great stuff in today's show. And as always, we really appreciate you guys listening, sending us those emails, interacting with us through our Facebook group. Uh, group. <laughs> <laughs> you got your mind on the sex, not huh? a, a, a politically correct term to use these days. Um, I didn't mean to say that. I meant to say Facebook group. The love tribe. The love tribe. Um, yeah, join that if you haven't. Uh, we do additional posts for the episode, keep the conversation going, and really it's just there as some community support for all of you. 
Yeah, it's really great. And check that out and enjoy today's show. Hi, Logan. Thanks so much for joining us on the show today. Thank you for having me. We've given our listeners a little overview, told them about your work. Why don't you take a minute, tell us about yourself and why you enjoy helping people improve their relationships. <laughs> I have been a sexuality and relationship educator for longer than I care to admit at this point since I was a teenager talking about sexual health. Um, but really what happened was I, I, I grew up at a time where I watched my friends and I making decisions about their relationships that just weren't really great decisions. And I don't mean from a, you know, explicit sexual health perspective, but just our relationships weren't equal or equitable. Um, we weren't getting what we wanted out of our relationships. We didn't know what we were supposed to, to expect and follow through with. And so I, I looked to see who the who the voices were out there that, that could be relevant to me and the people in my life. And when I didn't find any, I, I hoped that I could, could become that for some people. Nice. So, so as a teenager, you were, you were already dishing out the advice, huh? <laughs> I think it was probably easier to dish out advice back then when your own experience was limited. <laughs> but yeah. Gotta start somewhere, right? <laughs> You definitely do. And and I think it, it certainly allowed me to develop my own voice and my own perspective. But when you're figuring it all out, life and relationships are tough. And we have lots of models of, of you know, these fairy tales. And when our realities don't match the fairy tales, whether that's because of, um, you know, in-laws or taxes or children or chronic health issues, we, we don't know what to do. So um, I, I like the idea that we have the ability to, to really think, think critically about what a good partnership is and to, to um, you know, debunk the concept of the fairy tale because every every person's fairy tale looks a little bit different. Yeah, and it is not all sunshine and butterflies, as I like to say. And today's topic is one that I'm sure a lot of our listeners and a lot of people out there are struggling with, and it's got to be something that's incredibly difficult, and that is relationship and intimacy challenges while living with a chronic condition. So why don't we start with talking about what exactly a, a chronic condition is, and then we'll talk about the problems and then how to deal with them. Well, there, there are many different types of chronic illnesses that exist, and, and some of them, like rheumatoid arthritis, have some big you know, physical symptoms that can you know, not just impact our sexuality and our sexual health, but our function and also our self-esteem and our confidence. And it's that, it's that issue that's, that's um, so important to discuss. I think that, that all of us have certain concerns about who we are in relationships and what's normal in a relationship and what's our normal and how do we communicate that to someone else. So uh, chronic illness adds another layer to a relationship because really unless someone else lives in our shoes and has our same experience, we need to make sure we're very clear with what our needs are in a way that doesn't um, take away the equity of our relationships so we still are seen as equals. And I imagine there's got to be, like, uh, when I think of chronic illness, 
I might think of, like you said, rheumatoid, arth- rheumatoid arthritis, but I imagine that this is something like, even something like depression, which is is fairly common and, and chronic illness in the in the U.S. is uh, there's a range of things, but it's fairly common. But that can affect your relationship because it's just about it's about being a human, right? Like we all have yeah. our down days, or it, it it can be something clinical that's very much diagnosed. So, what are it certainly can be, and yeah. and and unless I'm sorry to interrupt, and, and unless we are really honest with you know who we are what our needs are and also what you know what is the norm for us and can we identify when things don't feel right for us because that's that's the first piece of it i think oftentimes we're so used to taking care of other people and putting everyone's needs before us that we often don't even recognize when something just feels out of sorts for us um, and if we don't put ourselves first then everything else winds up suffering in the end so do you have any just to jump right in it, any tips for our listeners who maybe uh, have a, a a chronic illness and they are they don't know what feels right? Do you have any exercises or things that they can ask themselves to kind of figure out what is right for them? Well, it, it you know there there are so many different answers um, to that question. I think that the, the general lesson for everyone or the question we should all be asking ourselves at any given moment in our life is, what do I need? What is going to be fulfilling to me? And really setting aside all of those images of what we conjured up as a perfect relationship and partnership, whether that's long-term, short-term, monogamous, non-monogamous, whatever it is. Just to, to, to think about what do I need, what do I want? And oftentimes we don't do that. Um, we worry about taking care of everything else and having the checklist of what we think perfection, and I'll use that word in quotations, looks like. Um, and then we try to fit ourselves into into that checklist as opposed to thinking about, okay, so what is it that I really need and how do I go about getting it? And isn't that such an important question? And I guess to kind of drill down on that, sometimes we don't always know what we need or what we want. So how can we do that self-examination in a honest way that's going to give us honest answers so that we can get the uh, the right help and go down the right path? say that the, the first thing we should probably do, and, and it doesn't need to be a, a specific exercise per se, but sometimes we need to really brainstorm, you know, what have I been told a good relationship looks like? You know, what are those role models, whether they're pop culture role models, whether they've been familial ones or parental ones, and to look at those and say, okay, realistically speaking, what in those partnerships would work for me and what really would not work for me? And, and just, you know, use what's available to you to, to, to think about what would be fulfilling or not. There are times when the, the relationship role models we have growing up are, are wonderful. And then there are times where we can really sit back and say, you know what, I feel like the way they communicated is not... <laughs> would not be successful strategies for me. So I need someone who, um, you know, who isn't, you know, a yeller, who knows how to apologize, who, you know, who takes ownership and accountability or, or that I can do that. Um, 
but use what's available to you. I, I don't think we always have to get so academic. I think we could just think about what's around us and, you know, how, how do I, if I at all, fit into those models? So you mentioned that we need to be aware of what a realistic relationship might look like. And I think that's incredibly important now with celebrity culture and and reality TV and Disney movies that we tend to think that relationships don't have bumps. They don't have challenges to zero back in on on what we're talking about earlier and today's topic of living with a chronic condition and the intimacy problems. Like you're never going to see a Disney princess with rheumatoid arthritis having trouble dancing with her prince, right? Like <laughs> it doesn't happen. No, it, well, it, it's, un, it's unlikely, but I do think that the more comfortable we are talking about how varied our experiences are and that, you know, in, in, in real life, people have chronic health issues. People have various abilities. <laughs> you know, people look, act, love in very varied ways. So the fact that we could have, even have the conversation is really important. But yes, there are certain models that um, don't exactly exist for us growing up. So we have to start creating our own. And, and that obviously can be challenging. If, you, if we don't see ourselves or our relationships or our challenges or opportunities represented in front of us, um, you know, we need to we we need to go out on our own and they and make those. Um, and that's not that's not exactly what everyone wants to be doing. But it is but it is important because visibility is important. And knowing that you're not the only person experiencing this issue is essential. What are the biggest challenges that people face in regards to intimacy when they have a chronic condition? Depending on what the chronic condition is, there can be sexual functioning issues. So there can be pain, lack of lubrication, joint swelling, um, intense fatigue, and all of that also adds to um, uh, or the, the possibility of uh, lower self-esteem or insecurities as they relate to relationships. And if you are un unpartnered and looking for partnership, it brings up a lot of questions as to how do I initiate these conversations with someone new? When do I talk about my health issues? How do I know if someone is worthy to even talk about these health issues with? Um, and and is there is there a playbook for that? And the truth is, I'm not someone who believes in having one playbook. I think that we often need to trust our gut and our instinct. And, you know, there are going to be times where we disclose our health issues really early. And then there be there will be times where we wait and we have to earn someone has to earn our trust and intimacy beforehand. Yeah, I imagine that it's very hard to start that conversation when you're dating with somebody because if you already have a, a low self-esteem because of the condition, opening up and being vulnerable about that, I imagine that's so hard. It can certainly be difficult, and I don't want us to assume that everyone who has a chronic condition experiences low self-esteem, but I think the, the possibility when you are feeling down, when your body aches, when you are exhausted and, and it's, and it's hard to, you know, just even make it through a work day. Um, you know, that, that is a, a potential reality, obviously, but yeah, I mean, d dating is challenging anyway, right. And, and sharing this part of your life with someone who may or may not deserve to hear the information 
is a is a is a hurdle that people have to go through to determine is this person worthy of hearing my story? Have they earned that yet? Is this you know, is there something in this, you know, person or in this potential partnership that I that I'm excited by that I would like to see move forward? And if that's the case, then maybe it is something you want to share. But if, if, if you know right away that the person sitting across from you, that there is nothing there and you're really not interested, then I don't think it's necessary to, to share every deep, dark secret with someone. Yeah. And uh, as you mentioned, there's going to be a wide range of circumstances of chronic illness that have a wide range of, as, as you said, playbooks to use. Um, but what I'm, thinking is that like a lot of the things we talk about on the show, it's going to be key is to communicate around this. So whether you're dating and you're deciding on whether or not this person is worthy and you bring it up, but if you're with someone even and you are suffering from something, it, like I said, I, I think like even depression is it's like can make you moody and and if we're talking about intimacy, it can make you not want to have sex or, or really do much of anything or be physical. So how can someone that's in a relationship have that conversation with their partner to to open themselves up and, and create some understanding and, and move forward uh, in the right direction? Yeah, so communication is not, certainly not one of those novel relationship expert tips, but the reason we all talk about it is because it's essential. I mean, you can't have a relationship unless you have effective communication. There's, there's just no way. Um, and, and that communication is necessary whether you've known someone for a week or whether you've been with someone for decades. I've been married for 17 years and it's still important to communicate. We don't make assumptions about each other ever because, you know, our needs evolve. We change. Life changes. So checking in becomes essential no matter, you know, how new or I hate to say old, but <laughs> a longer term relationship may be. But I, I'm a big believer in owning the awkward and the uncomfortable. And to say to someone, look, you know, I, I'm not sure how to bring this up. I know this is important. Um, I don't have all the right words for it, but I, I you know, I want to talk to you about how, you know, sex is impacted by RA, my RA, or whatever, you know, we can fill in the blank there. Um, I think that's a really important thing to be able to say to someone. Um, it's also a really good litmus test for seeing a, a partner's worth and, and to determine if they, if they respond, you know, respectfully and thoughtfully and, and want to understand, then that gives you clues about that person. And certainly if they don't care, then, um, you know, <laughs> they can hit the curb and, and you'll, you'll learn that very quickly. Have you ever worked with a couple that had um, like great intimacy, great connection? And I'm not sure how fast RA comes on to somebody, but like, I guess, long story short, they had great intimacy, great sex, and then this chronic disease came and it kind of changed all that um, for the couple. Have you ever worked with anybody, anybody that that has happened to? And then did can you give any advice maybe for our listeners who are in that situation? Well, here's the reality that life for 
anyone with or without a chronic illness, life changes, our health changes, um, our bodies change, our function changes over time. So most couples go through an experience where something worked once and it no longer works. And it requires, you know, sitting down and, and thinking about, okay, so our, you know, physical or emotional intimacy has changed slightly. How do we get it back on track or on a new track, right? It might not be the same, but how do we still make sure that, um, that we feel needed and loved and cared for and physical, but maybe it's not doing exactly the same things we were doing before. Because um, that's a reality for everyone, with, with whether it's just natural aging or, or a specific health condition. Life does change. And I think that we do ourselves a huge disservice when we assume that any relationship is going to be exactly the same way it was in the beginning. Um, you know, nothing can mimic the novelty of the beginning. Right. It just can't unless you were to have a new partner. <laughs> Novelty only lasts a, a certain amount of time. But that doesn't mean a deeper intimacy can't build. But we have to be realistic about the fact that, you know, a relationship does change and it does evolve. And, you know, we need to find ways to adjust. I love that tip because it really hits home for me because I don't have uh, rheumatoid arthritis. But when after Chase and I had our daughter Stella, our sex life did change. Like the first couple months after after having her, you know, it was kind of non-existent. And then after that, once we were having sex again, like it was just different. Things change, and you really have to kind of embrace it, I guess, and and make it work for you. Yes, and and it gets back to that that right. conversation earlier on about you know the the models that we have, and oftentimes everything in TV and movies looks like really hot and heavy all the time, and everyone looks perfect, and no one has body image issues, and and you know like when people are in the throes of passion, everyone is experiencing pleasure, and everyone looks perfect and sweaty in the right way, and you know, life doesn't work like that. It's not supposed to. Relationships are messy, but messy doesn't necessarily mean bad. Um, that it, it could mean meaningful. Um, but you know, unless unless we're really honest with the people in our lives and and recognize, okay, things have changed, but change isn't bad. Change doesn't have to be bad. We just have to be on it and and be willing to listen if a partner says to us, look, you know, things have taken a turn slightly. I I. I I want to get them back on track. How can we do that together? That we're willing to be that that person. And and I don't mean even mean if it's the person who has a chronic illness talking for for anyone. Both partners' needs are always going to be important. And ideally, you know, it may not feel like it's a fifty fifty balance all of the time, but in the big picture, it should always feel balanced. It's such an important thing to to have a conversation about, and I laugh. Because I always say, like, when you're watching Netflix or something and a couple has had sex and they just roll over and they just start, like, talking in bed or they fall asleep. It's like, wait, what? What? That's not like you got to clean up. There's got to be something right. going, on, going on here. This is it's a classic example of how the picture that's painted in, in popular culture, they're not going to show, like, the the person limping around because they have arthritis and they can't get in the position and then spending 10 minutes cleaning up after they have sex. So it's, uh, it's, it's kind of silly, but it's important because 
the culture paints a picture of how we perceive reality. And I think if you, if you think that that's what's real, then Sarah's cracking up. Because <laughs> well, you just said take 10 minutes to clean up after sex. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not 10 minutes, but like you don't just roll right. over and fall right, asleep. Right. Like after yeah, having sex in bed, like, I don't know. Well, and inevitably like some, you know, a child will knock on your door like yeah, three minutes later. I mean, it's never, it's never, yeah. nothing is ever really super easy or convenient by any stretch of the imagination. But, but those are the moments I, I think. And, and, the fact that we're even talking about it, that's, that's where there's so much value that, that, you know, real people are saying, okay, we can, we can laugh at those pop culture images we see because they don't represent our realities. And we need to give ourselves our own reality check when we feel like we're, we're attempting to model our own lives based on something completely impossibly uh, impossible to achieve. Then, you know, we, we need someone in our life who's going to say, all right, listen, <laughs> it wasn't supposed to be that way anyway. It's all good. Exactly. Sarah had a good laugh in my, my, uh, <laughs> maybe not 10 minutes. 10 minutes is a long time, but you get the yeah, point. Yeah. So before we go, <laughs> Before we go to the lasting love round, I just want to ask you, you talked about the ongoing evolution of a relationship and how people change. And I think that's such an important thing to communicate around because you said you've been with your partner for 17 years and you still are having to do that and, and try not to assume. And I, I think that's so important. Sarah and I have been together for 10 and it's easy to just kind of slip into like, you know what they think, you know what they do, you know what, right. And, and it's easy to assume stuff. Um, so I wanted to highlight that and I wanted to ask you, are there any other things like that or maybe along that same line of how we can make our thinking so that we're not assuming those things and, and that we are not, uh, uh, I guess, creating issues in the relationship by doing that? Yeah. So it's, it's, so I've been, I've been married for 17, but I've been with my husband for 23 years, which wow. sounds like an insane number now looking back, but you know, we've, we've done a lot of growing together. And I think that that's what, you know, the best partnerships are about, right? You have your own identity and together you are equally, um, your, your partnership identity is really str strong too. But, you know, when you do grow together, you, you recognize that needs change and life throws you curveballs that you don't expect, whether they're health related curveballs, whether they're financial, whether they're, you know, child raising, location, you know, pa parents and families and, I think the the big thing to remember is that life will throw you those curves and you learn a lot about a relationship, not in times of perfection, let's say, but when things are really challenging is when you really understand the health of your relationship. It's not about the good times. It's how do you navigate conflict? Um, because conflict does happen. It's supposed to happen. You know, Chase, you said earlier that people forget about all the bumps. They're, they're always bumps. Nothing ever goes totally smoothly. That's impossible. That's not, that's not a real relationship. So I think being willing to hear someone out, that being ready to hear from a partner that things have changed or that they've changed or their bodies changed or their needs have changed, um, is a, is a great help. 
because we do assume that in long-term relationships, everything is just going to, we're going to get into a pattern and it's going to be smooth sailing. And sometimes we do get into a pattern, but that doesn't mean that pattern is fulfilling anymore. We don't really take the time to stop and reassess, I think, with a lot of things in life, with your job, with your kids, with your relationships, so that if we can stop, and we've talked about on the podcast with previous guests that you have like a a monthly relationship check-in or an annual relationship check-in or weekly check-in, because we are evolving as individuals and just on an individual level, and now you're having to relate and live with your partner. So the more you guys can be on the same page and communicate, hey, I'm feeling this or I'm feeling that. It it seems so simple, but it's really an important thing because I'm not the same person I was yesterday, last week, 10 years ago when Sarah and I met. And it is a beautiful thing for us to go through that evolution together. But if we can also communicate around it, it, it's going to, I think, just be that much better. Absolutely. And the the reality is it's hard to have these conversations because life gets in the way. I mean, there are all these other things that we need to talk about that seem super pressing, but our partnership health is is probably the most pressing. And then once we get that in check, we figure everything else out because we're a team. Exactly. And and no kidding. When when you have a two-year-old, a lot of things get put on the back. <laughs> so, so as soon as you have kids, but if it's a job or whatever, but certainly kids is one thing. And as she's coming into her own identity, she's a little bit more uh, demanding, demanding, <laughs> needy, whatever it is. So that's even mine are all, mine are a little older than that. I have an almost nine year old and an almost thirteen year old. But I, oh, yeah, <laughs> you know. yes, the answer is yes. They become more demanding. Yes. Yeah. So it's that much more important to like set aside time for that relationship, have those check-ins, have those conversations. Um, we'll have to have you back and we could talk all about that with kids and, and how to, to navigate parenthood in the relationship. But uh, you've given us and our listeners a lot of great stuff here to, to think about and to put into practice. And now we got to move forward to the lasting love round. All right. Zola is a wedding company that's reinventing the wedding registry and planning process to make the happiest moments in a couple's life even happier. Zola registry has everything that you love about your favorite department stores, plus things like honeymoon funds, fitness classes, wine subscriptions, which I love, and much more. Sarah was on the Zola website helping her friend Jess, who's getting married in the spring, and she was telling me how much she loved, how easy and convenient it was to use. And not only is it easy, but it's free and it's fun. And it's online shopping. And here in Costa Rica, there aren't exactly shopping malls everywhere. So Sarah got to exercise her shopping gene and get that out of her system. Well, it's not really shopping. I'm just helping Jess pick the items on her registry, but it is so fun. And Zola also has a free suite of wedding planning tools, including a free wedding website, customizable checklists, and a guest list manager. And all of those tools can be managed right from the Zola Weddings app. So no messing with a printer or running around with a huge wedding binder. It's all in the app. 
To sign up with Zola and receive a $50 credit towards your registry, go to Zola.com forward slash I do. That's Zola, Z-O-L-A.com forward slash I do to get a $50 credit towards your registry. What is one tool or practice our listeners can use on a daily basis to help improve the relationship? Physical touch, a kiss. Oftentimes, if you um, our at some point, our kisses seem very perfunctory, like a peck on the cheek when someone leaves, but like a real good kiss on the lips, you know, something that really connects you to someone first thing in the morning. I mean, obviously after teeth brushing, but like before someone leaves your home <laughs> is a good thing. If you really love them, you'll do it before the teeth <laughs> are brushed. Like, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a book or resource you could recommend for listeners who want to improve their relationship? <laughs> uh, well, I would say there, the, the work that I've done with uh, people who are, who are managing RA can be found at arthritis.com. There are a lot of columns there. Um, and, of course, my, my website, loganlevkoff.com, has lots of information there, too. Awesome. Well, those links will be on your show notes page on our website at idopodcast.com. Do you have any advice for newlyweds? <laughs> My advice for newlyweds is to really have fun. It's it's and it seems so silly, but for some reason, um, you know, once all the the wedding stuff is done, it's it's really easy for for all the pressures of life to feel like they they weigh on you because it's it's new and now you're married and now there's a perception that you have all these responsibilities and you do have them but you have to remember the fun and you have to laugh and you have to put things into perspective all the time. What advice would you give our single listeners looking for a happy relationship? <laughs> I would tell your single listeners that there are um there are a few keys to to relationship success. One is Think about what is it that you really want out of a relationship and stop worrying about whether or not it fits the mold because it doesn't really matter in the end. If you feel fulfilled, that's all that matters. Um, and I think my other piece of, of successful relationship advice is learn to be accountable and to say you're sorry when you mess up. You know, I'm, I'm someone who is in the relationship expertise space, but it's not that I do it so much better than everyone else. It's that I've really gotten good at apologizing <laughs> and owning my mistakes when I make them because we all make them. I love that because everybody has to apologize down the road eventually. And so just owning up to it and just getting used to doing it and just makes it that much easier. Yes. And it lets your partner know that you respect them enough to be vulnerable and own the fact that you, you know, have hurt them or made a mistake or, you know, whatever it may be. Well, Logan, we appreciate you coming on the show. We've enjoyed hearing all the advice you've given us and our listeners. So why don't we finish by having you tell us where we can find you online and then we'll say goodbye. Okay. You can find me online at loganlevkoff.com or all my social media uh, handles are at loganlevkoff. And if you want more information about relationship advice and intimacy and managing RA, you can find it at arthritis.com. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to come on the show and we will welcome you back anytime. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. Take care. Thank you. That's a wrap. Great. Thank you so much. That was a great interview. Thank you. Take care. We'll be in touch with all the links. Um, whenever it goes out, it'll be within the next month. 
Terrific. Thank you. All right. Have, have a good day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. We hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. As always, you can find the links from today's show on our website at idopodcast.com. And while you're on the website, we encourage that you check out some of the free resources that we've created for you guys. One of those is the 14-Day Happy Couple Challenge. And we send you a email every day for 14 days with doable challenges to help strengthen and make your relationship even better. And we've also created cheat sheets and workbooks for your relationship. And you can find all of those on our website. And lastly, our Facebook group, which is the Love Tribe. We encourage all of you guys to join our group there as well. And if you ever have any topic suggestions or ideas for the podcast, please send them our way. You can email us at info at idopodcast.com and we would love to hear from you guys. And we hope you enjoyed today's show. listening to a pleasure podcast for more from our sex podcast collective visit pleasurepodcasts.com